This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo tabbouleh, real potatoes and vegetables, with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini ziti, granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today is a quadruple threat. Comedian, writer, actor, podcaster. She played Carla Walton on Silicon Valley, currently plays Darcy Bloom on Sci-Fi's Resident Alien, and she hosts Treks in the City podcast and her own podcast, which you can find both at Patreon, because you got to make that money, patreon.com slash Alice Wetterland. Please welcome Alice Wetterland, everybody. Yay! Thanks for having me, Dan. Of course. You're doing so many things. I got to say the funniest thing about researching what to put in your intro, <laughs> when you Google yourself, uh, it says American solo comedian. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It That's sounds so like a I don't know, like a Japanese game show way of introducing you. Yeah. That's <laughs> it feels so true to who I am and how I see myself. You know, just going it alone as opposed American. to all the other comedians who are in packs. <laughs> No, you're an American solo comedian. <laughs> All right, we are going to get to your fridge right now, which you guys can see Alice Waterland's American solo comedian fridge on my Instagram at standupdan. Okay, it's an interesting fridge. I'm like it's weird it. in a couple of ways. Number one, it's weirdly clean. It's very clean. Like the surfaces look like they haven't been. This this feels to me like you were like, oh my god, I'm going to be on a fridge podcast. <laughs> I need to buy a fridge. I've never owned a fridge, and I need to stuff it as quick as I can. Look, what's if I quickly Google fridge? What's a fridge? He wants me out of a fridge. Uh, yeah. So there's a story if you want it. I do. That's why um, we're here. I was. In Canada when we scheduled this podcast, right? And I could have sent you a photo of my fridge in Canada, which is also new because it's an Airbnb, so it's regularly clean. But Mm -hmm. I thought, let's do one more representative of my day-to-day, and I'll take one when I get to LA. As I was preparing to come home, I got a text from my my partner who I live with. He he goes, oh, uh, our fridge something's wrong it's on the fritz and i get home and it's doing this weird thing where the fridge is like it's a it was a french door and it was like the bottom of both the fridge and the freezer was like doing its job like totally normal stuff's frozen on the bottom stuff's fridge refrigerated and cold in the bottom of Mm -hmm. it but on the tops of both it was a different climate entirely climate Mm. change in the fridge and like we couldn't (laughs) So I'm like, well, we'll get somebody to look at it. And then I was like, well, how Did you much get Greta? You got Greta to come in and take a look at it? I mean, <laughs> how much does she charge these days? You know what I mean? I'm worried about, you know, transpo costs because I live way out in the eastern, eastern part of L.A. So I was like, well, let me see what a new fridge costs because I'm thinking it's got to be 400 bucks, right? Right. Well, no. Uh, a fridge apparently is a lifetime investment. But- 
our our fridge was also too big for the slot it's in and our really weird we have a really weird house so i was like do we get a new fridge and then we just i went to this like open box appliance store in el sereno and i was like let me just get this fridge it felt so empowering to like and I was just like, let's just, I don't want anyone to come to the house, look at the fridge. I just like, boom, new fridge. That's what. Yeah. It's like one of those things where it's like you could. So they have taken the old fridge away and I'm like, can you resell it? Because I think you can fix it. And they're like, we got to scrap it. And I was like, great. I'm basically ruining the environment, which is never something I don't lose sleep over. So, but the long and short of it is that I have this sparkling new fridge. And you guys, if you ever. Like, I highly recommend just not having a fridge for a while and then getting a fridge because it's, I mean, we're just like so stoked on this fridge. It makes you appreciate the fridge. We're just like going in and being like, ooh, look at the fridge. Like, (laughs) like, look at this. Look at these ice cubes. I put ice cubes in our trays and I like popped them out and they were so perfect, like glossy. I like yeah. brought them to my boyfriend on the couch. I was like, look at how beautiful. And he's like, oh my God. Like, we're just so... So stoked on this fridge. So, I yeah. think that's a very smart way to practice gratitude. Get rid of the fridge for a while. No one appreciates their fridge. No one wakes up every day and I says, have, yeah. and thank I, the Lord that I don't have to have an ice box. I I'm, literally have this beautiful fridge. Philosophically, like I'm very centered in fridge world right now because be, when you don't have a fridge and you go and you buy a new fridge, like everybody talks to you about fridges. And then also your phone's listening to you. So my algorithm on TikTok is like fridge related. (laughs) And you're on a fridge podcast. I'm on a fridge podcast. And so I found out that like all of the design of fridges that we have today and especially like any home appliances for your kitchen have been like acidified, I guess is what they call it, where now they're silver and like they're usually black, white or stainless steel Mm -hmm. Um, because as men moved into the kitchen, they stopped making like appliances be powder pink and different like cutesy colors. They made them less like they made them more homogenized as it became more homogenized. They also became more standardized. So it's like freezer on top, fridge on the bottom for like 60 years. And in the back in the day, they used to have like fridges that you could do above, you know, like cupboard fridges. Or this one fridge had like a freezer on top, fridge on the bottom, but in between there was this shelf space that you huh. could pull out. I mean, it's like insane. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Why not have that? Right, and it's because people buy one for their whole lives, and they don't need to innovate. You know, it's like you don't. Right. People aren't constantly going out and buying fridges. So like why make fridges special because otherwise you wouldn't you wouldn't sell them. And then if they're too special, if they're too special it's a little much. Like they have these see-through ones now that have like LED screens yes. and all this weirdness. Well, have you seen um, the Samsung Bespoke? It's I'm obsessed with it. Like I'm Tell me. <laughs> I know nothing about it. Dog, I was like cuz you know, I was just fridge shopping, so I was like <gasps> Yeah, you want to deep Madison, dive. And I'm like what is this gorgeous piece of equipment? It is like they have panel ready fridges, obviously, and then regular. And then this is sort of in the middle where it's like it has standardized replaceable panels that you can buy for the different compartments. But you there's like a range of colors. You got to Google. Please Google. So go to Samsung. See how it's pink on the top? Oh, oh my wow. God, it's you gorgeous. You can change the panels of the door. It's almost like... 
It's like you, your fridge is kind of like a Pinterest board. You can as move you renovate, around. if you change the colors of your fridge, you just buy. Wow. I mean, it's like I cannot. Oh my I, god! You can put pictures. You can of put pictures on there. Your you wedding photos, like your panel, can be your wedding photo. Yeah. Yeah, wow, it is it, very beautiful. It's actually. beautiful, and I need one immediately. <laughs> How much is this stupid thing? Not crazy. It's like twenty. It's like mo- it's like in between because you'll you can find a panel ready fridge in the ten thousand dollar range. Like they'll get up there. Yeah, but these are around two thousand. Wow, which is not the worst. It's, it's not, not the great, worst, but it's not the worst. You know, Samsung's very. I have one of those Samsung TVs that looks like a picture frame, but it's oh, not a picture nice. frame. It's kind of they're very good at at making your home things feel yeah. exciting and new. Must be nice. Damn, yeah, I am nice. rich. Anyway, <laughs> back to your poor person fridge. Actually, it doesn't look like a poor person fridge, but it's a very uh We wanted a, it, one that was like let's buy one that we can resell that's like super standard and normal. And we wanted a small one cuz our kitchen is stupid. But why so, so you did no research, you just walked into this like uh, open box place. Well, like I, I'm a huge researcher. Re- I did research. It sounds like you did. I did research, so I know what you know. I I know not to buy like a Winthrop. <laughs> By the way, Winthrop is our head Shut sponsor. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, they're great uh, for certain people who. No, uh, but I just was. I I researched a bunch of different places that sell open box appliances. I went to this one place in like. Are you California? Yeah, I'm in LA. I'm in West Hollywood. So I go to like this place in North Hollywood that was like. Are, had been recommended by someone and it is all refurbished like people owned these fridges yeah and it's like this is where breaking bad sources there like it was just like you open each one and it's like it smells okay but then you put a deep sniff in there and it's like oh they couldn't get it totally clean none of them <laughs> right could they could get totally clean so you're just like i don't think so and then i went to a place kind of near my house and they had one for 700 bucks wait was this actually used delivery. though or was it not used no. open box it's just okay, a great. very standard whirlpool just like you know not anywhere near top of the line no drink dispenser no ice bot low like no ice dispenser just like normal i do love though that while you were researching you just you were like let me see the top of the top of the top of the line. It's like, I want an aspirational yeah. fridge. Yeah. Well, we plan to renovate and we just don't know what we're going to do yet. So I'm like, I don't want to buy a fridge that we're going to like commit to. Because what if we can't fit it? Here's what's cute about this fridge. Here's what's cute about it. You know how like when you get a new car or a new watch or new glasses <laughs> and you're very careful about it for like the first like month and then afterwards you just throw things around. You don't care at all. I love that you have not one, but two Arm and Hammer yeah. fridge and freezer clean boxes. One yeah, I, on each row, top row. I didn't notice that. And the second row. I mean, it's a brand new fridge. It's not going to smell. That's a mistake. It's because when we cleaned out our old fridge, we had all the like that kind of stuff that's not going to go bad right away on a shelf. And like then when we put it back in, sometimes we just sort of like, eh, put that in the fridge. Like we didn't think, where does this actually go? Right. So that's um, one of them is supposed to be in the freezer, I guess. And it's not in there. I also think there's typically they're supposed to be just in the back row, like kind of hidden. Yours yeah, are both super- front and center. <laughs> They're the headlining acts. Well, look how the one on the top is right next to a red onion. Well, this is the like other thing I wanted to say. It's working super hard. It's like a, it's like a cyclical, <laughs> its own little miniature um, eco zone. What do you call it? 
ecology. You have a red onion cut open, raw dog, not even bagged. Or I don't know what that's about. Not yeah. even in any plastic wrap. Just sitting out there, leaning, taunting the Arm and Hammer. Hundred percent, it's taunt. The Arm and they're both just like it's. They're at war right now. There's like a war being waged on the top. I shelf love that. Here. I love that you're so finicky clean that you need these Arm and Hammer. I don't even have one of these Arm and Hammer things, but at the same time. You're so reckless with smells that you just it's leave bizarre. a half it's cut. Really, it's because it's a new fridge. It won't be like this. Like it's, you know, we we do clean our fridge out, but it won't be like this. This is my my partner. My, he's he's throwing onions just raw dog out there and he has his own, you know when you live with somebody, they have their own philosophy about like what gets bagged, what gets shelved, yes. what doesn't what doesn't doesn't go in the fridge. Yes. It's like I don't understand half the time. So I just let him do but this to me seems wrong. Open red onion. Open red it. onion is a hundred percent. I mean, here's the thing: even if it's going to preserve the onion better, just get another onion. And now your whole place is going to smell like onion. The whole fridge it's is going to smell like onions. And it's true. And I just feel like it's like maybe just. So what I would do is if I had onion left and this I was around when this happened because what he did was he made chicken salad. See how that feta cheese on the bottom. Yeah. Or the second shelf. See how that doesn't look like feta cheese? It does not. You're like, ooh. Yes. It's chicken salad. Okay. Unlabeled chicken salad. That's why there's red onion out like that. So what I would do is, if I was around when this was going down, I would take that red onion, chop, 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 pickle it. Quick pickle. Wow. Put it in a jar, quick pickle. That way, you got your red onion ready to go on whatever you fucking need red onion for. Wow. But it's not stinking up the whole fridge. And I might go do that immediately. After I will tell show. you, this is what I love. I love that you're kind of like lazy Martha Stewart. You're like, I know what I should yeah, do with it. Absolutely. I know exactly. I'm an American solo comedian. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I don't have tons of time. <laughs> right. You're like, here's what I would do. I would mix it with some uh, red wine vinegar. This uh, is, and it's such a like, <laughs> what's that? NPR show, The Delicious Dish. No, that's the SNL version of it. But it's like Oh, Splendid Table. Splendid Table. What you're going to do is you're going to take your red onion, get some <laughs> vinegar. Now, you don't have to have... I like when they're like... They act like we're all like basically living in a flop house. They're like... you. Now, you could have any vinegar. Take some vinegar. White vinegar will work if you don't have any. You know, just take some whatever's in your uh, cleaning solution. They're like, all right, I have vinegar. Diluted Clorox bleach will work. (laughs) Anything. Put it out in the sun. Maybe move the syringes off the the nightstand. You're like, all right, I'm fine. (laughs) <laughs> It'll be okay. Um, by the way, I will be on the Splendid Table this week. Uh, not a lie. <laughs> so, Are you? Oh my god, that's so exciting! Yes, and I will be giving my recipe for pickled red onions. No, I'm not giving any recipes on it, but I will be on. What the are Splendid you doing? Table. Okay. I wrote like a food book, so like they're interviewing me. Oh, you're oh you're promoting the book. I'm okay, promoting undercooked. I wish there was like a special segment that you were coming on for that you normally do where you talk about people's fridges. It's not a bad idea. It's I mean, not a ba- I think you pitch it. I think you pitch it. By the this. way, I feel like there's a lot of deflecting going on from your own fridge right now. Let's get back oh, to it. Oh, you're right, you're right. I just okay. I like doing bits. Okay, let's go. Speaking of which, 
I love that you have this, you know, you have a very, like, socially conscious fridge. You've got all the good things <laughs> from all the good places, the Trader what? Joe's. You got the Whole Foods. And then you got your fucking basic bitch jiff ass peanut butter. It basically has, like, a... <laughs> Has, like a conf- has a Confederate flag. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has like it's. <laughs> it's like a thin blue line peanut butter. Um, so yeah, I love Jif. I love wow. it. Yeah. There's a certain thing where it's like if I love peanut butter, and if I'm you eating peanut butter, it's usually not for some sort of health reason. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I'm gonna do health, like oh I'm gonna have a smoothie. Yeah, it's almond butter. Yeah. All right. It's like it's an almond. Flax is probably involved somehow. Oh, flax is so healthy sounding. Flax. If it's peanut butter, like, and I'm just doing it for taste, Mm -hmm. Jif is not that much more unhealthy than your Justin's. Well, Justin's pretty unhealthy, but they try to come off like they're healthy. That's yeah. Their and then there's like, and then anytime you go, and then beyond Justin's, if you go more healthy than that, you're losing so much flavor that it doesn't really even out. You know, you're like compromising so much on flavor that you're like, well, I don't even want to eat this anymore. I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you feel good about yourself and put egg on my face because I got into a fight with a comedian buddy of mine, Brett Ernst, uh, because we were on a podcast together. It was a food podcast and we were having these arguments about food. And his whole thing was, I like basic B sweet peanut butter and i was like yeah. you're so basic it's disgusting you're supposed to get the just it's it was meant to be peanuts and and that alone and the integrity of the peanut is being ruined mm-hmm. and we looked it up and peanut butter was actually invented as like a sweet treat and it was absolutely mixed with a lot of sugar <laughs> so yeah. it was never it's meant to treat. be the organic stuff yeah because you're not getting that much like you're not getting that much nutrients it's basically a protein situation at the and it's not like you're getting tons of other stuff from it, so just make it taste like delicious frosting. Uh, and then on the other side, though, where I would totally say, why are you skimping out here? On the second row, you have something I've never seen in my life. Oh, I love this. Okay, what the fuck is light orange juice? Uh, speaking of sweet treats, <laughs> yeah, it's my light orange juice. L O J, L O J. I like the. This is another basic bitch thing I like. I have a craving for orange juice every once in a while at night with ice in it. I, that's a thing I crave. And then my partner goes out. He go, he he buys like, um, I say, I want orange juice. And he buys the fancy stuff. Mm. And it's not the same. It's mm. not the same. I need the, I grew up on from concentrate, like the, the frozen mix. The Minute Maid? I grew up on. And I need the Minute Maid flavor. So this is since we're already at Whole Foods. If I'm at Albertsons, I'll buy, but I kind of like, in your head, you're like, I feel like Albertsons, I feel like if I go and I buy Tropicana, like someone's getting beaten with a shovel. Do you know what I mean? Like the way that those big corporate companies. First of all, I love your pronunciation of Tropicana <laughs> is so wonderfully bougie. Tropicana. So <laughs> <laughs> I should be shot. Wait, so you think that the. Shot. You think the, the you think the work conditions at the Tropicana plant, plant plantation are better than the Minute Maid plantation? No, better than the 365 plantation. No, worse than worse. Oh, uh, worse than 365 is worse. I mean, better. Sorry, better. And that yes, because slightly, why would Am- Amazon would never treat its workers <laughs> weirdly? I feel like, oh God, I know. And their tendrils. 
Are there tendrils reaching out? Yeah, of course they immediately switch to like the cheapest. Right. Wait, but here's what's funny about this. I mean, I think that's what this says. Contains 42% juice. Exactly. That's the flavor I want. Quite a ratio there. So this basically, they say 50% less sugar and calories. What they mean is we dilute your orange juice with water, 50-50. It's delicious. It's deliciously diluted. Deliciously (laughs) diluted, which gives me that like frozen mix flavor that I like. It's like an orange drink. Okay, so I think that there's actually a class, there's a classism thing happening there, here that we need uh, to unpack. Yeah, I think we're drilling down on that one. Yeah, because I think growing up with orange juice, did you grow up on the East Coast or West Coast? No, Midwest. Midwest, okay, Midwest, got it. Midwest, yeah. So I remember I grew up in Long Island and uh, we grew up with Minute Maid, but mm. we when we went to our rich friends' homes, they would have Tropicana, Tropicana, and- <laughs> That was an aspirational orange juice. Interesting. And it was like, if you could you're right. get your lips on that Tropicana, it was it's something true. special was happening. So I don't know if maybe, do you no, actually no, like Minute the flavor or are you, making, are you making a statement? Oh, I like the flavor. You do? Minute Maid mix, I think, was what we had. The little cans of Minute Maid, that's what I... <laughs> Sort of remember, but I also sort of remember like a like a, a grocery store brand, right? Like Meyer. Um, you guys had Meyer. I don't know. Well, because like, what? Let me think. What it would have been. I grew up in Minneapolis. We were on public assistance a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and so we would go to the easiest grocery store. Oh, actually, we'd go to the grocery store near our house, which was really cool because in the winter. Um, we had to take a sled to the grocery store to get the groceries back. Did you grow up in the 1920s? What is what Dog, kind of? I'm old. What but kind also, of Great Depression shit? <laughs> no, I was. This is the 80s, but like, fuck. It was. <laughs> my mom was just very resourceful and like made everything. So like, we would take the. It was since it was only three blocks from our house, we wouldn't drive. We would just walk and then grab the groceries on a sled on the way back, and that meant I got to ride on a sled. To, on to the grocery store. It was very. It's very yeah. uh, Norman Rockwell. It's very Norman Rockwell. That was like one of the funnest things, but I don't remember the name of the goddamn store. It's uh, very charming. I don't okay. think it's there anymore. So, uh, so you guys all wait. Well, you had uh, you were on assistance, so you had mm. like food stamps, which yeah. Minute Maid is a very food stampy drink. It's all makes is sense. It? Now. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. One hundred p. I'm assuming if you use your food stamps on Tropicana, there's there's no, no stamps left you over. You get a red flag. Yeah, Bill Clinton was like, <laughs> I cannot rubber stamp it. Yeah. Hey, start from the bottom. Now you here with your three sixty five. So true. And then I, also, I mean, it seems like you've got some. Uh, your girl far- made it. Farmers market radishes down here. I know. Look at those. I'm so proud. I was like, when I took this picture to send to you, I was like, oh my god, like. It's crazy. I never have stuff like this in the fridge. Like so, it's so bountiful right now. It is very bountiful, and I'm just like, I'm so proud. (laughs) By the way, it does feel like you spread everything out. Like everything here could have fit on one row. Yeah, but yeah. (laughs) Okay, so yeah. What do you do with radishes? By the way, we were talking about what this is. Just we just bought groceries like one day ago. So we're like, usually we get like some stuff to make salad, and for whatever reason this time. Garrett, my boyfriend, was like, "Oh, I want to make I want to make a salad. I kind of want." He goes, "I kind of want radishes," <laughs> and I go, "Ooh, Garrett!" And so he just bought them. And Garrett, Garrett stepping out of his comfort zone. Oh my god! And you know what's going to happen? Is we're gonna I'm gonna saute the radishes. <laughs> Total splendid table move. 
I'm going to saute those radish tops, and then I'm going to pickle the rest of them when we don't use them. I'm picturing it in my fan fiction version of this. You guys are in the supermarket, and you know, you're having like a little bit of a lull in your relationship. And then he says, I kind of oh, want radishes. And then radishes. You, you look at him, and then he looks at you, and then it's like, cut to you guys yeah. having sex by the fridge yeah. while you, you We're know. We're like, still got it. <laughs> the still radishes reinvigorated there. something. Yeah. If you like fresh radishes. <laughs> that was the first version of the song. Yeah, no, guys, we just got a big sponsorship by a pina yeah. colada brand. <laughs> we just can't. Honestly, syllabically, it fits way better. So, yeah. But I just love fresh radishes. How are we going to do this, guys? <laughs> just get it. It's not true to who I am. He like storms out. Yeah. <laughs> the fresh radishes. I actually love radishes and butter and salt because it makes so, me feel same. like a fancy I was going to say that, but I was like, I don't want to be more bougie than like. That's okay. Just That's a okay. goblet of Tropicana and some radishes. <laughs> By the way, back up to your fake ass Tropicana. Next to this, is this yogurt or is this like sourdough starter? That is ghee. Ooh. As yeah. if we couldn't get any fancier. Although ghee isn't that fancy, but like no. it sounds ghee so is, fancy. Ghee is one of those like appropriated. It's appropriated, but when it's appropriated by the whites, yes. it's fancy. If a white person has ghee in their fridge, it's like they're fancy. No white person is like, <laughs> right. I grew sorry, just all I can afford is ghee. Right. If an, if an Indian person has ghee in their fridge, they're yeah. just Indian. They're just normal. <laughs> So ghee. Ghee is, you know, and I don't really even know what. But this looks like non-labeled ghee. Like you're buying it from some Yeah, why is it in person. there? This is why it's gross because it's like I don't even know why it's in there. Like at what point I had to switch it to that. Um, maybe it was just like consistently melt. It probably was like in a jar that was like melting out right. of it all the time. And so I was just like, let's get rid of this jar because it's annoying to me and make it in a, a bougie care jar. Ghee is fun. What do you do with your ghee? Uh, it's been so long that I... <laughs> I guess you let it, it in the, you let it ferment in the fridge. I think I do, and I think I used it for popcorn. Um, yes, it's great on popcorn. And there's some other thing I needed it for long, long ago. But any tips are appreciated because obviously I have this ghee. I mean, popcorn is pretty great. What basically what ghee is is that they take butter, which is milk solids, and then just like fucking butter, and. <laughs> They just get the milk solids out of it. And all you have is that kind of fat part of it. And yeah. it doesn't so burn. Perfect. And it doesn't burn as much. So, you know, you can cook it at higher temperatures. Perhaps I was using it to fry something. Um, that, does that make sense? No, no? It's too, now you're just fishing. Now you're just okay, yeah, I am. grabbing I am. something. I really am fishing. What, what is this in the back here on the bottom row? It says KSA. Is that coffee? That is beers. Oh, beers. Those are beers. KSA, you guys are... I'm realizing just now. He's got beers and I've got beers. Are these yours? The juicy IPA dank? The, the, those are mine. Why are IPA graphics so fucking aggressive? Like someone with a skateboard is going to like beat me over the head with this beer. Well, I tell you because it's very male. They market them 100% towards... Rosé is marketed to women. Right. And... IPA is marketed towards men, and we haven't really broken out of that gender binary in terms of like the the alcohol marketing. Yeah, I, the I'm casual I, drink marketing. I'm very gender neutral when it comes to any Same. alcohol. I mean, I think. I mean, the funny thing is, alcohol is gender neutral. Like nothing is really. I'm trying to think if there's anything that's genderized alcohol wise. Oh, I mean, a hundred percent, like beer, man, and then yeah. like, wine, woman, 
It's very, that to me seems very. I know, but I'm wondering if there's something inherently male or female to end. Like, is a shot of tequila? No, shot of tequila is male or female. There's nothing really. Yeah, that's a pretty dumb thing that that has been kind of genderized. Rosé, I love a rosé. What's the rosé yeah. is white wine with a little that's been had the skins of the grapes in there a little longer. Why does yeah. that give me a vagina for God's sake? I don't know, but clinically it does. So. <laughs> I, uh, but this is I like you to focus in on the on the box here. It's yeah. a dank IPA. Yeah. And then why don't you focus on that lower Oh, right is this like a non-alcoholic IPA? It's 0.5% alcohol. Oh, it says not alcohol. It says not alcoholic. <laughs> I was like, is it not? Oh. So it is delicious. Weird. This. So you just like the flavor of hoppy water? You're I just like, don't like hop water. I like fake beer. You want, yeah. I like fake beer a lot. Is this a? Do you not drink booze, or is no, this? I don't. I don't. I don't partake. Is this a good one? Because I do dry January occasionally, and when I do, oh, I I like fun. to research the non-alcoholic beers, and most of them are god awful. Um, yeah, look up Creatives IPA. Um, that one is is a favorite of my actual booze drinking boyfriend. And first of um, all, Alice, we get it. You have a boyfriend, okay? Sorry, Jesus it's just that when you look Christ. at this is the, well, everything at, we point to. Oh, this hot sauce. Yeah, my boyfriend at, got this. Yeah, hot sauce. we're looking at two people's stuff. <laughs> it's not just I don't control the fridge like some sort of, you know, cool cooler tyrant. Alice is off the market, everyone. I really uh, am not. You know, honestly, <laughs> he's out there right now, and it's this this onion to me. It's like where I'm like, mm, am I off the market? Because check out this <laughs> this raw dog onion. So it's a good one. It's a, it's a good non-alcoholic. Uh... It's really good. It's there's some the the non-alcoholic beer technology has like skyrocketed in recent years. The non-alcoholic beer technology has skyrocketed. We're just yeah we're we're we fi- we've cracked the code, man. You can some of them some of them people like we'll bring them to I'll bring them to parties. People can't tell the difference. Oh, you you said some of them. You went to a different thought and said people can't tell the difference. I thought you were saying some of them people can't. Some of them people can't even tell the difference. (laughs) The real stupid ones. Some of them people. You know, people who are real stupid. They can't tell the difference between the regular. So, um, (laughs) well, I was going to say I can't tell the difference, but then I'm like, I probably could because I you feel a drug. fine the next morning. One of the one of my favorites was like Sapporo makes yeah, or is it Asahi or Sapporo that has zero calories, which you would well, think gross. There's a big teetotaler like movement in Japan, I think, and there's really good versions of the beer that tastes identical. Yeah, that's the thing. When Japanese people put their minds to it, they're going to beat yeah. everyone else at it. That's how yeah. they do. Just casually. Just um, casual. So I like those because used to be a light beer was only really, a light non-alcoholic beer was only really good for making micheladas or whatever, or shandy. Right. But now... It's like an enjoyable light beer. So the thing about the Sapporo one that was interesting to me was that it's zero calories, which yeah. there's no sugar or anything in it, and there's no artificial anything in it. So it's sort of like beer-flavored LaCroix. Yeah, which it is, is exactly beer-flavored LaCroix. Pretty fun, actually. Delish. <laughs> it's pretty Delish. fun. Yeah. Um, Delish. Okay. Well, you have a you have a, a very beautiful fridge. Uh, I Congratulations on the new fridge. Thank um, you. I'm not quite sure what rating I'm going to give it yet. You'll see it on the Instagram post. but um, I think you missed one thing that you might freak out about. Give it to me. And I need to point it out to you. Um, zoom in. Uh, tr- dead center. Dead center. Do you see that? Is that a f- processed 
uh, Parmesan dust. Yeah. You know, this fridge is... I know. It makes sense. I know. This is a fridge of someone who grew up uh, of limited means and now has more means but still wants to be reminded. You're like, you know, it's like you're still Jenny from the block, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're, you want to be reminded. Really white way to say Jenny from the block. Of, I'm still Rebecca from the block. <laughs> you're still Rebecca from... Uh, I am. Where in the Midwest are you from? I'm, I grew up in Minneapolis. In Minneapolis, okay, Like got South it. Minneapolis, which is funny because... So many. We call that so men. Minneapolis, Twin Cities in general, is a great place to grow up. There's so many activities for kids and it's great. And But like... Most people who grew up in Minneapolis grew up in a suburb of Minneapolis because there's so many neighborhoods around South Minneapolis. Right. I grew up in downtown Minneapolis, which is really, really rare. Like nobody grows up downtown. I mean, lots of people did, but they're not usually white and they're not usually like leaving, you know, like I. So I don't ever meet people. Ever. I've never met a single human being besides myself in the world outside of Minneapolis who grew up in South Minneapolis. Wow. In like the downtown South Minneapolis. I mean, South Minneapolis is big, but the downtown area. Like next to the convention center. (laughs) The only other person I know who made it out is literally Prince. Wow. You're in good company. The house Purple Rain is based around where his parents lived. The, The house that that's based on is... Two blocks from the house I grew up in. Wow. Isn't that bananas? Like, That's pretty what? crazy. It's just a weird city and a weird, like a weird factoid about me that I constantly tell people. Doesn't Minneapolis um, have those like tunnels between buildings because it's too yes. fucking cold? The Skyway. If that's not a sign that you need to leave that city. It's, that it's so cool. Just too But it's cold. great because you can get from one building. It's like Harry Potter. You can get from one building to the other side of downtown just from these like sky bridges yeah space it's like a space station it's pretty cool um well you know congrats on making it out uh i (laughs) (laughs) I, the funny thing is that you you know that's kind of like the dairy belt of america Uh and your dairy is the one thing that is still pretty basic you got your basic ass parmesan you got basic your parmesan. in here. You got some basic ass whatever taco cheese. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. you can tell by the way it's cut. You know what's up. I can tell by the way it's cut. Um, you're not ready for the artisanal cheeses yet, which is funny because your 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 neck of the woods has well, I do is making the best artisanal cheeses now. Like in uh, you know Wisconsin, true Wisconsin. I know. I truly do. I do eat artisanal cheeses a lot. I used to work at a fancy grocery store in many, in high school, and I was a cheese protege. Wait, you were you were a CP? Yeah, there was a, a person who ran. He was like the the head of cheese. He bought yeah. all the different brands. Yeah, VP like of he, cheese. He curated, you know, the cheese counter, and it was an extremely like re- like it was the fancy before Whole Foods moved in. It was like the fancy. It's called Lunds. It still exists, I think. Um, it's a little more shishi than Whole Foods. Wow. And it's sort of like your Gelson's. And he had like a very, very like finely curated cheese, cheese booth. Mm. And I was working at the deli and I got to talking to him and he was like telling me all about the cheese. And I was like, this is really interesting, you know, like, cause it's all the way that they grow in the caves and yada, yada, yada. So he would, he would like. He took me under his wing and I started just working cheese when he wasn't able to come in and I, I could like advise people on, you know, 
oh, that's a Humboldt fog <laughs> type of thing. This is a very cute little rom com that you had in this fake ass Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was adorable. <laughs> well, okay, again, props on the fridge. I can't believe we've never done this on the show, but all this fridge talk with Alice makes me think, who invented the fridge? And guess what? It was my people. The Yachchal, an ancient Persian ice house, has a fascinating history that spans thousands of years. Originating during the Achaemenid Empire, which ruled from 400 BC to 600 BC in present-day Iran, the Yachchal was born out of the necessity to combat the region's hot climate and preserve perishable items. Constructed with careful consideration, yachchals were ingeniously designed to harness natural cooling techniques. Typically made of mud, brick, or local materials, they featured thick walls with an inner core filled with a mixture of sand, clay, straw, and even animal hair. This construction provided excellent insulation, ensuring the preservation of ice and perishable goods stored within. They look kind of like a huge anthill made out of mud. I guess anthills are made out of mud. Anyway, during winter, ice was collected from nearby mountains and transported to the yachchal. The cooling mechanism of the yachchal relied on passive techniques. Heat traveling up, cool traveling down. The underground chambers and thick walls effectively shielded the stored ice from the hot climate, maintaining a constantly cool temperature inside to help store foods and stop them from spoiling. Though nobody uses yachchals anymore, their memory lives on because in Farsi, the word for refrigerator is still yachchal. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So now we're going to get into uh, some questions that I ask every guest, uh, starting with what is your earliest food memory? I'm trying to remember. You know, I mean, it's probably juice. Because juice. my first word was juice. Your first word was juice? Yeah. So I was... Way to bury the fucking lead, Alice. I was very obsessed with apple juice. And I okay. remember the flavor of the... Because I haven't had apple juice, like the kind that isn't like fresh pressed or whatever. Like that apple juice is burned in my mind, I think, from my first days where I transitioned from mother's milk <laughs> to apple juice, which was like, I was like, this is better. <laughs> Just like it says in the Bible, you're supposed to transition from mother's milk to yeah. the Lord's And also it says in the Bible, juice. you can't transition any other way. <laughs> Just milk to apples. And if we, you do, we hate you because we're, <laughs> we're a religion of love. We're like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> All right, so juice. Um, now, what is your death row meal? Let's think of a reason death row that meal. You're- you're on death row. Wait, we have to give you a reason that you're on death row. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so uh, you come back from from work, and you see that there is yet another half of a an onion naked in the fridge. Ah. Uh. And you say, it's time, as much as I love saying the word boyfriend, it's time for me. <laughs> 
to end this man. And you stick his head in the fridge and you just like, you're like, honey, what is this? And he sticks his head in and you just bash his the door into his head and kill him. Have you interviewed other people who are in relationships and they didn't say? Because they're, I'm sure if you live with somebody, you share a fridge. Why am I being targeted? Look back at your, go back to your records, sir, and see who else has been in a relationship. They mentioned the wife. The husband, the boyfriend, whatever. Because I want to, I want to know: Am I being crazy? I need to know. Fans, um, weigh in in the comments. Fans, yeah. Wh- <laughs> am I being? A, am I being extra? Am I just too proud to be in a relationship at this point? Let me know. I mean, because I could, I could turn it off. I yeah. could turn off the spigot of bragging at any moment. You know, the, the the problem was when it was products that were clearly for you. You were like, I love this orange juice. My boyfriend. He likes beer. He, <laughs> he likes, likes beer. beer. I love this orange juice, though. <laughs> you know what else I love? My boyfriend. Uh, and this orange you juice. You love him, too. To admit it to yourself. <laughs> so, okay, I kill him in the fridge. And I kill have him a death fridge. row meal. And you know what first popped into my head is, like, a really good sushi, like, like Jiro. Like from oh. the Jiro guy. I've never had sushi from there. But if you have like really amazing, f- crazy sushi, and I've had some pretty good sushis in my life before, I like that as a death row. <laughs> because you know how like when you're like, you want something to eat that's delicious, but mm-hmm. you can't, there's certain foods that like, like, oh, I could go ham on some deep dish or whatever. Like, yeah. But my stomach, I'm I'm about to die. There's no way that my stomach is gonna like be able to settle down for a full on cheese cheesy sub meatball situation, right? It's got to be something a little light. So oh, so like you a, you're actually prepping for the execution? Well, yeah. I mean, in your head, you're not. Yeah, there's no way to not think about that. To me, so my stomach's gonna be a little iffy, but I want something delicious. You want to be light on your toes for the for the electric chair. <laughs> no, I mean like I don't want my stomach my stomach will not allow me to eat something big. It won't be I won't be able to enjoy. It has to be like spectacular and light. So that's what I would say. I like I think that your listeners understand what I'm saying. I, I, I like I, that you're taking it kind of literally. It's it's I it's good. Yeah. In fact, I got to tell you, there was a guest who I was supposed to have on the podcast, and I gave him the questions in advance, and he saw that question. He's like, he was like an older author, like who wrote serious food books, and he was like, I, good sir, I disagree with the premise of this question. The the number of people on death row unjustly, I was like, all right, I don't think you're meant for this podcast. Maybe you could be like, oh, your last meal uh, before you're summarily executed um, in the 1900s, but then they'll be like, "Oh, so I can right. only eat quail." Mm, right? Yeah, I see. I see the position you're in. The last, your it's your death row meal before the governor calls and gets you uh, pardoned. <laughs> then he'd be like, "Do you know how rare that is?" <laughs> oh God. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're depressed now. Thanks, guy. What's Where the best high end meal you've ever had? Uh, we went to the Blue Hill Stone Barn situation. Wait, that's my best high end meal. Oh yeah, I mean, look at us. Yeah, who did you go with, Alice? My mom. The... Oh, I thought you were going to say I was setting you up for your boyfriend. My mom, my my stepdad, and the my mom's one of my mom's friends who she cooks with were. It was her birthday, and we went up there. 
the five of us and got a table. Um, it was not like we just stood in line. No, <laughs> this is a yeah months in advance reservation. Yeah, situation. magical place. It's magical up in place. Westchester on a farm. Yeah. You, you, you the, the animals that you're eating are walking outside, just staring, tapping on, Side on the glass. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, that was Jimmy. So, <laughs> yeah. Hope you enjoyed him as much as we enjoyed him. He was our rock. He was our rock. What was your special adventure? There was some room that where they would uh, preserve fucking mushrooms or some shit. I don't remember. And they <laughs> gave us like a big celery root that they were like, this celery root has been in here for a decade. The flavors of it becoming more and more concentrated. And now the, st- the chef starved himself for a week so that he could concentrate really? only on. I mean, it was like a crazy, like, it was like a, it was like a celery root that was cooked in hay that was underground. Incredible. And Incredible. All the, I mean, it was basically, it was probably like a celery root that was just going bad in the fridge. They were like, let's give the it to fridge. these, put some, put some ash on this thing. Give it to these jokers. Um, we what was went yours? To, we went to the kitchen. Oh. So my mom loves to cook. I'm I'm more of a baker, but my mom loves to cook. She's a great cook. And she and her her friend she cooks with, like we went into the kitchen and they had they had a, a butcher block with place settings. So we stood and had a course in the kitchen that they served to us while we could watch what everybody was doing. Like I cried. I, li- wow. I literally cried because I was watching my mom see all this. And like my mom, you know, she's very, she's worked hard her whole life. She's very, you know, doesn't get experiences like this all the time. But like she's incredibly, she can really appreciate it in a way that I can't, you know. Mm. Um, and it was awesome. It was just so awesome to see. And and God, it was, it was amazing. I think they were like, oh, eat fun. a rock. And we we're like, we'll do it. Yes. I love that. Yeah, it was, How it was special. Wonderful. It's a special place. It is. Um, I think Dan Barber, the chef, has gotten uh, canceled recently. So oh. if you if you weren't able to go, sorry guys. If you weren't able to go now, you know, uh, you probably it's probably a, a lot easier to get a table. <laughs> and uh, peace Definitely. be with you. It's probably half the price. Uh, what is the best low end meal you've ever had? It can be a street taco, a hot dog, a pizza. Ugh, I don't want to be basic and say in and out, but um That's not basic. I think that's a very respectable respect respectable respectable uh low end meal. So my friends in LA have a in and out esque burger they make called Yellow Paper Burger and it's the same price. It's like a five dollar situation. Mm-hmm. Taco truck, but it's like a they have a grill. They bought this huge mobile grill and they take it and set up at bars and other places. So they'll have like social media. You can see where they're going to be. And their burger is similar to uh, it's like a flat burger. Mm, it's like know? a smash burger with like the ch- with like the charred edges. Smash burger, baby. That's the yeah, hot burger. It's the hot People burger. People love the smash. And it is like it's the best of the smash burgers that I've had. Wow. Is their burger. What's the name of it? It's called Yellow Paper Burger. Yellow Paper Burger. Yeah. I gotta and it give comes that in a little yellow paper thing. And they're they're great. And they're great people. And so I always want to support them. But I also look forward to this specific burger. Just the way that the, the ingredients they choose to make the low-end burger is... It's working for me. It's a good, ra- it's a good ratio. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Can you tell them that uh, we gave them free press on this podcast yeah. so that they can park outside of my house and <laughs> I just will. serve I'll me pe- some burgers? I'll mention it to them. Yeah, I will. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But you should definitely go go yourself and see if um, they'll they'll do a free thing for you. Yeah, I want a free. I want, I want to save five dollars. And yeah. not support this small business Me that too. is <laughs> trying their just, hardest. I love to just just ugh, squeeze every dime I can out of a small business. <laughs> Who is your your favorite celebrity food personality? She's not really somebody on TV. I can just say like, right? Yeah. Uh, let me see who's this. What I don't even know her name actually, but I watch her all the time. Food Fifty Two's TV show. Oh has this woman i love where the fuck <laughs> why won't it say her name uh erin mcdowell erin mcdowell of bake it up a notch erin mcdowell of bake it up a notch who are you erin mcdowell um i don't know her is she good yeah i i love her so much like i love watching her do stuff and in her she's one of the more um like she's the kind of person where ba- baking is so precise. Yeah. And I really love the way that she describes baking as this like very relaxed thing where you're precise about only certain aspects of it that make sense to be precise about and then the other things you don't have to worry about. It just like makes baking much more of a uh, relaxing activity than a stressful endeavor because I've I've baked a lot in my life and it's it's gone from being like yay cookies to like uh, homemade fondant you know like right right fucking psychotic um, meth head behavior so uh, so I love I loved I love watching her it's transformed my idea of baking Erin McDowell that's cool yeah yeah because I do think that I mean. I feel like the bakers and the pastry people make it as if it's like everything has to be so precise and they kind of don't rely as much on what it feels like intuitive, and what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is room for intuitiveness in So much room for intuitiveness and it's to me the way that makes sense to me to bake. And um one of my favorite things about baking actually is that with cooking it's like you're on the clock. You know, not much in specifically when you're heating foods, there's yeah. a clock and you have to be really precise about that. And it's a shorter period of time that you have to be precise in. Whereas baking, it's kind of spread out. You know, yeah. it's actually, to me, less precise than cooking. Um, and so the way Aaron talks about it, it's like there's, it's very, you know, I just throw that in there. And you, you'll you be able to, the way she describes the doughs and stuff like that, you'll be able to see because it looks like this. I like it. Yeah, a little. All right, I'm going to check her out. Maybe we'll have her on the show. I would tune the hell in for that. And then you got to start your own pastry show called Room for Intuitiveness. Room for Intu. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to, uh, room. Maybe just room. Is that something already that's kind of... I, I don't know that that's going to be descriptive enough. No, but it's about... You're never allowed to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're going off the rails. What is your desert island food? You're trapped on a desert island. One food. You're going to eat it for the rest of your life. You will never get tired of it. I mean, like coconuts, right? No, it doesn't have to be literally a desert well, island. But th- there's You're a like, reason- it's either coconuts or lizards, right? Okay, but there's a reason coconuts are there. Because it's the okay. right thing to have for that climate, right? Like, but you can I'm- do so much with the fucking meat, and the water is so hydrating. This is what I- I'm just... I'm I'm just going, if you can only eat... So do I... Just a food. I can't say a meal. 
You can bring it with you. Yeah, it's just the food. It could be a meal. You can bring it with you, but you're never going to get tired of this meal. I, there's nothing I could eat that I wouldn't get tired of. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Reese's Pieces. There you go. We honestly, found it. Honestly, Reese's Pieces, I don't. I don't imagine I'd ever get tired of those. Wait, the Reese's Pieces, like the, the M&M-y Reese's Pieces, or like the actual peanut butter cups? The pieces. The pieces. The pieces. Final yeah. answer. Okay. I love how you were like, I, there's no, uh, my palate needs to be constantly stimulated. I would never find that one. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Give it to me. There's no way that I could even set Reese's Pieces now. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I would get tired of everything eventually, but... I mean, don't get so existential on this, Jean-Paul Sartre. You're like, everything is meaningless on the desert island. What's the point? Why? I hope that there's coconuts too, though. <laughs> yes, fine. You can supplement your fucking Reese's with coconuts. Yay! <laughs> is there a food you can't stand eating? Uh, I don't like. I don't eat pork. Oh, I don't. I don't like eating any kind of um squid or octopus. Ah, I interesting. Do not like. Like one Don't time, they have a name like encephalopods? Mm, yeah, because all... you, w- when we found out that they're like smarter than us or whatever, that oh, definitely God. got to me. And Prime also, me I don't like the I don't like the the texture anyway at all. Okay, it very much is not something that my mouth enjoys. And then also, um, one time I was at like a Thai place, and there was like somebody ordered calamari, and it was like somebody said that these are just pig intestines. When they're like big like this. And I was like, I did this bit where I was like, pig intestines. And then I like grabbed them and started eating them. So, much. <laughs> um, But to me, yeah, I like don't really, I don't really jam on that. It's not my faves. You know, it's funny. When I saw that documentary that showed how smart um, the octopi were, mm-hmm. it made me want to eat them more. Oh, really? Because then you would absorb their, their essence. Just, no, not even. I just thought... As the apex predator, it's yeah. important for me to keep my subjects in line. To me, it's funny. It would be funny to do a podcast like my. There's like my octopus teacher, but it's like my octopus neighbor, and he's just like a no, he's like a normal octopus, and he's just kind of a bro, and he's like, "Hey, stop eating me! Come on, hey!" My octopus neighbor always, tr- you know, cranking the tunes late at night. Yeah, because like you know, it's like with humans. Not all humans are smart, so not exactly. all octopi not- are intelligent. Let's not generalize, all right? <laughs> no. What about if you could make sure that the octopus you were eating was a dumb octopus, would you like a be like more... a racist octopus? Yeah, would you be if you could find out that this octopus only hangs out with the other purple octopuses? I'd still why? rather have another thing. I'd still rather have a mushroom. What if the mushroom was like like a super woke nice mushroom? <laughs> That's the problem with mushrooms. Is they they go woke. <laughs> they go broke. Uh, okay time for my favorite (laughs) time for my favorite question what is or are your restaurant pet peeves uh me i'm a pet peeve of mine in a restaurant because i interact you hi you're the problem it's you hi i'm problem with me like i i the way i interact with waiters and wait staff is like Real problem. Like I, why you do I, whenever bits? I'm, I do. I try to do bits, but I'm also very aware of the fact that this person is at work, and so I, I don't fully commit enough. Like I'm not like the guy at the table who's like holding court enough with the that energy, so the person's always a little confused, 
And it just slides into uncertainty so quickly. So I, I that's one issue. I gotta worry about that when I'm when I'm out to eat. Um, Hold on. Okay, give me an example. Let's do a little role play here. I am the server. Yeah. Uh, and you are Alice. Yeah. Hi. Welcome to TGI Fridays. Can I start you on some jalapeno poppers? Or, um, uh... We uh, we already ate. Oh, okay. We're playing that game. Um, why are you here then? I'm just kidding. We, sorry. Sorry. We, I just, don't worry about it. No, no, no. Just tell me, say, say what you're going to say. Oh, okay. Well, what is that face you're making? That I'm making this, this face. <laughs> Deep cringe at myself. Deep cringe at myself. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's I get the it. issue that I have. <laughs> Oof. Um, what else? I don't like, um, I guess like pers- personally to me, I don't like no salt on the table. Mm, um, I get that. There is a presumptuousness with the no salt on the table that's like, trust me, it's perfectly I balanced. I, to you. me, I just like, let me get some salt on the table. And yeah. then sometimes places will have salt on the table and it's like in this little adorable bowl with the spoon. And you're like, yeah. You're like, yeah, you know that's getting stolen. I that's get that stolen. they don't want to like clutter up the table. So I, I I understand that, but I just don't personally like it. I like I like places that bring bread. You know, I like that extra shit. You like some rolls for the table. Rolls for the table. I have a lot of restaurant pet peeves. I realize the last thing I'll say is when it's the no acoustic dampening. Mm, yes, way too loud. Yeah. way too cacophonous. One time I went to this dinner with I was on People of Earth, and they went to this dinner. It was like a cast dinner, and it was like in a Richard Serra sculpture. The room, the room we were in, there was oh like boy. there was like a steel, like a steel sculpture all around uh, the room that was like you know twenty feet big, like fifteen feet high, and it was just this perfect auditory uh, amplification system for every whisper, everything. Your ears were bleeding, and so at one point, Anna Gasteyer was like, "Okay, everybody, shut up." We're going to go around the table and each person is going to speak individually and we're going to listen and then move on to the next person. Oh my God. It was literally what we had to do to be able to not go insane in this room. It was so (laughs) fucked up, but it was, it was, you know, Ana Gasteyer, Oscar Nunez, funny people. So it's fine. Brian Husky. Now you're just name giving credits of the show people of earth. Yeah. The people, the show that I was on, which is great. Your boyfriend would drop you off. He would drop you off on set. He would drop me off on set in Toronto. So you have to drive (laughs) all the way out there every time. But I said, hey, it's worth it. I'm worth it. You are worth it. Alice, this was so uh, pleasant. It's nice to, it's always nice to meet someone who has fun opinions about food. (laughs) Thank you. You, I agree with you. I'm going to go pickle some onions right now. (laughs) No, you're not. Yes, I I want a I want a picture of you of the pickled onions. That's exactly what you're going to get. If you actually do it. That's exactly what you're going to get. Alice, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, Patreon.com slash Alice Wetterland. And Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing guests. We're looking for new subscribers. We're looking for new subscribers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're currently searching in Alice Wetterland on all the other places like TikTok and Twitter and uh, what is it? Instagram is one of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Meta. Yeah. yeah, Meta. I'm not really on Meta. No, I haven't. I haven't unless I need to sell something. You're amazing. Thank Everyone, you. go follow Alice. She's a fantastic American solo comedian. American solo. One of the best American solo comedians. It does AFCs. sound like I'm a Russian spy. 
a little bit. Like, ah, American solo comedian, normal thing. No, don't worry, not from Russia. Yeah, it was uh, really weird that she called herself an no. American solo comedian. Don't think sure. about it. Don't worry. Just come to show. Have nice. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having Thanks. me, Dan. Thank you, Oz. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.